start off by understanding a bit, explain to me a little bit about what you actually do and how you can kind of help security professionals um, do a better job. Let's, let's start there, maybe. Yeah, so I'm a cybersecurity entrepreneur, a mm. speaker and a best-selling author. Mm. And I have, I'm the owner of Cybersecurity Capital, and that's a training and consulting firm. And I work with leaders and women in security. Mm. And really what I do is I help them uh, with, I help them create really impactful and enviable results and take them from being stressed and burnt out uh, feeling alone and disconnected and uh, under empowered really to being valued, connected and and empowered. Mm. And I've got three solutions that I offer in regards to those things. Um, two are for women, which follow on from my best-selling book about women in, in cybersecurity and why failure to attract and retain women in cybersecurity is making us less safe. Mm. So one is purely how to attract and retain more women in cybersecurity. The other one is, is a platform that is coming for just women only, and that's going to be called The Secret Code. Right. Um, and, and then the other one that I have is called The Sought After Leader. And that in some ways follows on from the book. But as I always say, what's good for women is good for men. So really it's about helping a leader to become more empowered, more influential, to know how to attract uh, a diverse um, team, the best talent, how to develop them, how to create these psychologically safe environments and get the best out of them mm. and and then engage with the other stakeholders in the business. So it's very much kind of working on the soft skills side right. of the industry. I see. So you talked about attracting women <laughs> into cybersecurity. What, what's your take on that at the moment? Where are we at the moment with that? Well, it's an interesting question. So we have reports that say we have 24% of, of women in the industry. Mm. So we are moving away from 11%, which is where we were um, in 2015, I think, when I first... Yeah, exactly, when I first started writing the book. So mm. for me, what I like to kind of promote is the, the achievements that, that we're making. And it right. does look as if we are doing a better job of getting more women into the industry and and remaining in the industry. Right. But what I also see is that there isn't the data out there. And that's that's why I'm doing some research. So I've got a very big research project on at the moment, which is looking at the numbers, looking at um, the specifics in terms of, well, how many women do we have in the industry compared to men as a percentage and in what areas and in which locations? And then I'm doing some research on behavior, um, voice and environment at conferences, which follows on from the insecurity code and mm. the insecurity movement um, and also in the workplaces. So I think we're moving in the right direction, mm. but I want to I want us to be having more data led conversations right. about what's going on rather than just really kind of listening to the stories that mm. are out there. What, what's driven the change, you think? What, why, why are we moving in this, in this better direction? What is it that's really sparked this? We are doing a better job of awareness. Mm. So our industry is evolving mm. and it's a new industry. I've been in the industry for 22 years this year. And I think we are, we're getting out there. So from a marketing perspective and an awareness perspective, we are doing a better job and there's been a lot of... Well, it is a job. I think it's, that's it, the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it is a profession now. It I is. That, that really helps, of course. And 
so there's much more of an emphasis so that we're going into schools, you know, whether it's governments across the world or whether it's um, professionals wanting to do this on a voluntary basis. But we're getting into the schools and we are letting the kids know mm. and the, the girls, you know, if we're talking about women, you know, what exactly we do and how diverse a profession um, cybersecurity is. Sure. So that's that's really helping. Um so yeah, I think that's the the main the mm. main effort. Just the awareness is really the thing that's driving the change. You think? Yes, yeah. but you know, again, we have there are there's there are reports out there that say women are leaving the more women are leaving the industry mm. than coming into it, but equally the report uh, that draws you know on on that is I think thirteen years old. So it's just mm. like. We need uh, we need more data, and I'm and I'm assuming that obviously there's a changing culture within employers themselves as well. Absolutely, there's there's, there's, there's there's playing a role here as well, right? There is, and also the way that we work is changing. Sure. So we've got sure. different generations coming in. We've got the millennials moving into mm. those leadership roles, and the way that we work is changing. You know, a decade ago we worked in a very very different way to mm. how we work now. Mm. Is there anything, are there specific things that you think having that balance really brings to a security organisation that makes it work better having that? Having that? What is it? Yes, absolutely. Mm. So we know from data that when women come into the industry and when they're in leadership roles, then we, we're more profitable, we're more productive, we're more innovative, mm. and we stay on budget much more compared to homogenous mm. huh. teams. Right. So we know that if women are involved in peace negotiations and things like that, then countries will remain more peaceful for longer. Um, but when it comes to security, then we know that... Um, and actually something else, when women are involved in decision-making, so when there are more women in a team, our decision, the intelligence of the group increases. Mm. So we make better decisions when there are more women in into the team. So the balance is that's greater than the sum of its parts. When you, exactly, <laughs> when exactly. You yeah, and it's very much yeah. about embracing the fact that men and women are different. Course, we yeah. all have a range of maleness and femaleness, mm. um, but fundamentally we are different, you know, different which is a good thing so embracing that 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 difference but certainly when it comes to women we have we tend to have higher emotional um, and social intelligence we tend Mm. to be more intuitive we tend to be able to remain calm during periods of turbulence and if we've got an attack happening then that can only be a good thing Um, so there are certain skills that that we have typically as women that can help in our industry Mm. We tend to be more um, attuned to changing patterns of behavior, which is what we need to be looking at, you know, when it comes mm. to attacks and things like that. You know, so that doesn't look right. You know, well, what is it that doesn't look right about that? You know, women are very good, you know, about that. Mm. But certainly men and women see risk in very different ways. And there have been so many hundreds and hundreds of studies, yeah. you know, about about this that, you know, I've certainly referenced in, in my book. But fundamentally, that's for us in security, because our job is to reduce risk in line with the business's appetite for risk. That's really why we have to have more women in our industry. So, you know, whether we have 20 percent of women in our industry, whether it's less, whether it's more, Mm. but we just need to we need a better balance so that we can we can evolve and do a better job. Let's start with a really basic question. What do you think the role of a CISO should actually be? What's your definition? 
Um, they've got to be, I mean, it's a leadership role. So mm. they've got to, CISOs today have to be much more influential. Mm. So they've got to be able to talk with the various stakeholders in the organization. Right. Their communication skills have to be really, really They have to high. be talking the language yeah. of the board. They have to be great communicators. That, 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 I, that's important, right? Yeah. And also as, mm. a, as a leader, they've got to be leading their team. So mm. it's, they need to be creating these psychologically safe environments because what I see right now is it's a it's a very very challenging environment. Mm. Um, it's often a CISO is in a very hostile environment. Mm. You know, so we why, know. Why is it hostile? Why do you think it's so hostile? It's hostile because they use mm. the scapegoats so much of the time. True, true. You know, there there isn't necessarily the awareness that there could be in the organisation. So even if we think about the job title, Chief Information Security Officer or Chief Security Officer. Our job is not necessarily, it's not really to secure. No. We can't. It's about risk, isn't it? It's about risk. <laughs> it's about lowering the risk. Mm. So often there can be that misunderstanding right. throughout the, the senior stakeholders. So, you know, if a CISO is approaching a CFO asking for more budget and the CFO wants that assurance, well, I'll give you this budget, but, you know, what's what's the the right. return on my investment right, right, you know right. can you secure me yeah it's not season. enough to say well i want more budget to buy this product because that will absolutely just go nowhere that's right? right so it's so so that is where a CISO really needs to be able to one ascertain the risk and to be able to to convey exactly what it is that he or she is is doing in in that organization so exactly where he or she can take that yeah. Take them too. It feels to me that CISOs need to become really good at sales. They yes. need to be really good. I yes. understand those skills around, yeah. you know, the psychology and that communication is so important <clears throat> now more than ever before for the CISO, right? Yeah. Would you agree with that? I, I do. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Pitching. So talking mm. the language of whoever it is that they're in front of. Mm. Really getting to know the stakeholders, again, the person, you know, that they're in front of, you right. know, what's in it for you? Let me see th things through your your lens. How can I help you as opposed to this is what I do? It's actually it's actually forming a bridge. So a lot of the work that I do, I'll enable a bridge to be built. So it's it's a case of understanding life through your lens, you know, what, what it is for you to be able to do a good job, for you to be able to achieve your targets and your KPIs and vice versa. And then it's a case of, well, how can we do this together? So it's working collaboratively, mm. very much from a, a friendship perspective, really, but very much collaboratively. And, and I think kind of changing this culture. So working more like the hackers in a certain, ex to a certain extent. So working very much, you know, giving to gain. You know, I often talk about give, give to gain. And our culture is very much lockdown, mm. you know, lockdown. No, you can't see it. Mm. Everything's a secret. Yes, it's going to be about knowledge hoarding as mm. opposed to sharing. And it's it's almost taking that leap of faith, you know, jump, you know, take that leap of faith, yeah. open up. Got it. And that's really, I think, what we need to be become better at doing, yeah. creating more openness. Yeah. So going against everything that we've been brought up on yeah. and, and this whole kind of giving, giving to gain and sharing and working collaboratively. Yeah.